Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. How did you like yesterday's episode that was super duper short? It was like less than 15 minutes, I think. Probably not this episode. All right, let's get into it. The first word is the first form of the word drink. D-R-I-N-K. This is a verb and uh, the other forms... Uh, I guess the past forms would be drank or drunk. Uh, It also says drank again. Why does it say drank again? And then drinking. Drank, drunk, drinking. Okay, verb from, I didn't say the year, uh, before the 12th century. And we are starting with transitive. 1A. The synonyms are swallow and imbibe. I have some water here. I have a water bottle with me most times. So here, let's take a drink of the water. Mmm. Watery. Yeah, the example, drink water. That's a very good uh, statement. Uh, A good thing to tell yourself to tell people, drink more water. Not enough people are drinking water. I will say this forever. This is the the one drink that we should be drinking. Uh, there are other good drinks for you, but water is the thing that we all need. We need to stay hydrated. I get it. I get it. You're hearing this over and over again, but I can't tell you how many people I see who I know who are drinking the sodi pop, uh, the, the, the sh- more sugary, sparkling water. It's better than nothing. Tons and tons of coffee, lots of alcohol. These are okay in moderation, but you need to make sure that water is your main drink. That's going to be a noun later. Don't worry about it. Oh, and uh, before I forget, uh, They Might Be Giants have a song. I think it's just called Drink. Um, you know what? That I think I need to hold that off uh, until later this episode because it's going to make more sense then. Okay, here we go with 1B. To take in or suck up. The synonym is absorb, as in sucking air into his lungs. (gasps) Now, what did I say? I think I said taking air. It's drinking air. I think my brain just saw the example and it was like, yeah, you use the word taking there. I really don't know what just happened. Oh, to take in. That's probably where my brain went to. Drinking air into his lungs. So yes, bringing it into your bodily system. 1C. To take in or receive avidly. This is usually used with the word in, as in, drank in every word of the lecture. So you're not literally putting a liquid or air into your body, but you are absorbing the information. This is more of um, in your brain, a metaphorical kind of thing. You're drinking in the information, the really, really helpful information in the lecture about evolution. Two, to join in a toast. Oh, that's the end. To join in a toast to, as in, I'll drink your good health. Now, I usually say I'll drink to your good health. Um, 
as I think I've mentioned, I think this book tends to lean on the British side. Um, so uh, maybe in, in England or other places like that, they don't use the word too. I'll drink your good health or I'll drink to your good health. Either way, it's fine. E- either way, uh, you, can, you can drink to good health. I don't know where I'm going with this one. Drinking, cheersing, slancha, prost. Those are all things. Those are all toasting. Three, to bring to a specified state by drinking alcoholic beverages, as in drank himself into oblivion. So, yes, this is literally swallowing, imbibing, but the word drank or drink is very specifically talking about alcohol uh, because this guy drank too much alcohol and he went into oblivion, whatever that means to him. So those were transitive. Here's intransitive 1A. To take liquid into the mouth for swallowing. And I don't really know how do we describe the intransitive versus the, the transitive like, if you are drinking, you're swallowing, imbibing, that's transitive. But how do you use the intransitive in context? Uh, to take liquid into the mouth for swallowing. <laughs> what a funny definition. 1B. To receive into one's consciousness. So this, I think, is like the example of drank in every word of the lecture. You're taking in the information into your consciousness, into your your brain, your mind, your spirit, drinking. What else can you drink other than a lecture? No, I think that's it. I think that's the only thing. Um, number two, to partake of alcoholic beverages, as in has quit drinking. No more liquids are going into their body. No, it's specifically talking about no more alcohol. Not a bad idea. You know, some people they have um, not the greatest relationship with alcohol. They have a little too, uh, they have a little bit, and then it can very easily go to a little too much, and so it's uh, it's hard. It's it takes a lot of control, a lot of self control. But you know, it, it, I think it can go even beyond that for some people. So some people just need to quit it altogether, so they don't possibly go into oblivion. Three, to make. Or join in a toast, as in, I'll drink to that. I sometimes say it, even though we're not toasting or anything. Um, somebody says something good, I'm like, I'll, I'll drink to that. I don't have any drinks around me, but I will eventually drink to that. There is a phrase, and there's quite a lot of information about it. Um, most of it is actually etymology. Uh, so, the phrase is drink the Kool-Aid, and it means to comply unquestioningly with the demands or policies of a particular leader, ideology, or organization. So the people in control, the leader, they say, this is what we're going to do, this is what I want you to do, do this please, and you say, yes sir, yes ma'am, yes person, I will comply with your demands, I will not question it. I will do anything you say. Please and thank you. So this is from, uh, is after a 1978 mass suicide in Guyana, 
which was brought about when members of the People's Temple cult were ordered to consume a flavored drink mixed with cyanide. Maybe it was literally Kool-Aid, I'm not sure, but it was something like that. Some sort of flavored, probably sweet drink. And I, d- I think I will have to put a link in the show notes. Was this the, um, was it Jim Jones, if I'm remembering correctly? Um, yeah, so ever since, so whether or not they knew that the cyanide was in there, I'm not sure. But a bunch of people drank the Kool-Aid and died. Um, they... I guess if they didn't know the cyanide was in there, I guess calling it a mass suicide is a little hard because maybe they did technically do it to themselves, but maybe they didn't know that they were doing it. So that's that's a little wishy-washy. I got to find out the details. Um, but yeah, so this eventually then became the idea of if you just do something because somebody tells you to do it and you don't really care or question what they're saying, then you are metaphorically drinking the Kool-Aid. Also, please don't drink that Kool-Aid. The regular Kool-Aid is fine, but don't get the cyanide-flavored Kool-Aid. That's That should be banned in stores. I hope it is. So, the etymology for just the word drink is from the Old English drinkan, and I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, um, I do hope to get to the, uh, there's a guy, I mentioned it recently, he's got a podcast called uh, The History of English, so I hope to get him on for the word English in, uh, I don't know, many months from now. Um, but he, in his podcast, he pronounces things from Middle English and Old English, and I'm not entirely sure how they know how these things were pronounced, because it was like before the 14 or 1500s, and we don't have recordings but he somehow knows how to pronounce these, or close to it, and so maybe he can teach me some things. Okay, back to the etymology. Old English, drinkan, akin to the Old High German trinkan, with a T and a K, and that means to drink, so it's just all about drinking. Okay, the sound effect will be... I think I've done this before, but it makes sense here. This second form of drink is a noun from before the 12th century. 1A, a liquid suitable for swallowing. What liquids are not suitable for swallowing? Oh, I don't know, something mixed with cyanide? But it is still technically a drink. So maybe maybe like a, a something that's too thick, like mm, syrup is debatable. You know, it's a very, very thick liquid that some people have drank, specifically in Super Troopers. But but whether or not it's suitable, I guess that's sort of up for debate. You wouldn't say, can I please have a glass glass of syrup? I mean, I might do that now, but I think I might get a lot of weird looks. Um, It also reminds me of the Friends episode uh, where, where Joey said, glass of fat? That fat, fat in the fridge is probably not a liquid suitable for swallowing. Even though you technically can, it's not really what it's meant for. Okay, 1B. Alcoholic beverages are called drinks. And they are suitable for for many people for swallowing, but many people they are not suitable for. Either they have a, a bad relationship with alcohol or they're just too young. 2. 
A draft or portion of liquid is a drink. Just a, a part a part of a liquid is a drink. I guess doesn't say whether or not you're going to drink it or not, but you can call it a drink. Although I think the word draft here sort of implies that you will be drinking it. Three, excessive consumption of alcoholic beverages, as in, he took to drink when his business failed. So yeah, it's uh, used as a noun here. So just the the act of consuming too much alcoholic beverages is just called drink. You can say that. He took to drink. It's not really how my brain wants to say things, but people do say that. Four, a sizable body of water. And this is used with the with the word the. That's hard to say because there's two thes. With the, the, with the word the, as in landed in the drink. So any just big body of water, a great lake, an ocean, I don't know, maybe small small lakes. It says sizable. So like would you would you call a pool, like a backyard pool? Would that be the drink? Is that sizable enough for you? Dictionary? Uh, but yeah, just something where something can go into it, I guess you could you could just call it the drink. The drink. <laughs> the next word is the first form of drinkable. Adjective from 1611. Suitable or safe for drinking. Drinkability is a noun. So the Kool-Aid with the cyanide is not drinkable because it's not safe. Even though it is technically drinkable, you can drink it, you can ingest it, but you're going to die. So please, don't do that. It's not drinkable. Just Let's just straight up call it not drinkable. It's not. The second form of drinkable, by the way, this is spelled with an A-B-L-E at the end. Drinkable noun from 1708. A liquid suitable for drinking. The synonym is beverage. Huh. So you can actually call a drink drinkable. Like that, just you can call it a drinkable. Can I please have a drinkable? If you said that at a bar or a restaurant, they're going to look at you funny. And I think you should do it. Uh, Can I have a drinkable? I guess you could say that. A beverage, a liquid suitable for drinking. But this is from 1708. How did this come to be? And how did it go out of favor? Hmm. <laughs> Drink driving is next. And this is not a phrase I'm familiar with. I am more familiar with drunk driving. But this is drink driving with a hyphen. Noun from 1964. Oh, it's British. That's why I'm not familiar with it. Because I'm not British. This means driving a vehicle while drunk. So this is the act of doing this thing. Drink your drink driving? Hmm. Yeah. I I believe that when we see drunk driving, this is just the American way to say driving a vehicle while drunk is drunk driving in America, but in England and other places like that, they call it drink driving. It's so fascinating that we swap things around like that. Like, what's the what's the reason to use one or the other? Why did they use that word, and why do we use drunk in that phrase? 
I mean, huh. Yeah. I mean, to me, it makes sense because the driver is drunk, and so they are drunk driving. But what's the thought process of using the word drink instead? Drink because you had drinks? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, either one is fine. You get the picture. Please don't do this. Don't have alcohol and then drive. That's just, you know, please. Please and thank you. Drinker. Noun from before the 12th century. 1A. One that drinks. Anybody who drinks a liquid is a drinker. But usually when we hear the word drinker, we're thinking about this one, 1B, a person who drinks alcoholic beverages, especially to a notable degree. Ooh, they they drink so much, we, we're noting it down in our little journals. Wow, that's to a notable degree, as in a heavy drinker. Uh, Jessica Williams on that new show, Shrinking, she is a drinker, not of alcohol, but of water, because they make this whole, there's a whole hubbub about how much water she drinks, and she has this massive water bottle that I think literally is a gallon. I think it's a 128-ounce water bottle. So she is a heavy drinker of water. Number two, the synonym is the B definition for the word waterer. Water with an extra ER. So what is that? Is that like the person watering the plants? Or is it a thing that waters the plants? Or something else entirely that I can't think of? But it's a drinker because there's there's some liquid involved. Huh. Waterer. Yeah, we got it. Sorry, you got to wait a long time until that episode airs. <laughs> Drinking fountain. Two words. Noun from 1859. A fixture with nozzle, a fixture with nozzle that delivers a stream of water for drinking. And yes, this feels like this is more of a British way to say something, so I feel like I should say it with a British accent. A fixture with nozzle that delivers a stream of water for drinking. I mean, that's what it is. We should. We all know what a drinking fountain is. It could be in a park. It could be in a building. Uh, you hit a button of some kind, either it's on the nozzle or it's in the front or the side. Uh, maybe some even have a foot pedal, and uh, some don't even have a button. There's just a constant stream of water. And then uh, you put your mouth up to the thing, and you drink from it. And <sighs> there's a lot of stuff about drinking fountains that I could say. Well, I kind of feel like these are going a little bit out of favor I think that because they're maybe not the most hygienic of things that maybe a lot of people just really aren't using them as much, I think we're leaning towards more water bottles, which is really good. Um, there are those drinking fountains that uh, that they have at airports and a lot of other places that there's like a drinking fountain, but then on the back of it, there is a place to fill up your water bottle. So I really love those, appreciate those making it real easy for us to fill up our water bottles because then you don't have to try and finagle your water bottle under the drinking fountain stream, which could be really crappy. Some of them really have a good, nice arc, but a lot of them just are super low and weak. And like, how am I, I, I got to tip my water bottle almost parallel to the floor just to get it in there to get some water and then you can't fill it up very much. And that's really sad and disappointing. But sometimes I do have to do that. Um... 
drinking fa- oh uh parks and rec has a whole i don't know if it's a whole episode or a part of an episode where they talk about how the people of pawnee indiana in the world of parks and rec uh it's the tv show if you don't know uh they they like to put their entire mouth over the nozzle to drink from and I don't know who thought of this. Who, which writer came up with this one? But oh god, it's so it's so good and so funny. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know if there's an audio clip to put in, but I, I think I should put in a, a clip in the um, or a link to a clip in the show notes so you can watch a, a scene from that. It's very silly and very funny. And then of course we have to talk about how in the early days of America and probably other places too. Uh, drinking fountains were kind of like, I don't know why, but they kind of feel like the, the perfect example to talk about. There were, oh, and I'm blanking on the right word uh, for this, but basically there were drinking fountains for white people and drinking fountains for, as they said back then, colored people. There were also bathrooms and restaurants and whole towns and all that too. But for some reason, drinking fountains seems to be like the the, the best example, the one thing of like, why can't we all use this drinking fountain? Oh, because the people back then, the white people who were in power, were like, no, sorry, we can't share this thing. You have to have your own drinking fountain. And for some reason, that that just drinking fountain sparks that... that I was going to say a memory. I don't have a memory of this because I'm not that old. But it sparks that thought in my brain. So I'm glad that we have gone past that. I worry, though, that there are still places these days in the 21st century that still have that separation. But um, but yes, th- th- there's a lot of history with drinking fountain. From putting your whole mouth on the nozzle to not being allowed to drink at a drinking fountain. I think I talked way, way a lot, way too much about drinking fountain. So, moving on to... Uh, 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 uh. Drinking song, two words, noun from 1597. I feel like it might be older than that. A song on a convivial theme appropriate for a group engaged in social drinking. Uh, so this is a song where people are probably already buzzed, tipsy, drunk, wasted, and they are singing a song about the actual act of Usually, I think they're about drinking, but not necessarily. They could just be singing a song that's way more fun to sing when you're drunk. Um, could be about anything. Specifically, the, the definition says it's about a convivial theme. Do we need to remind ourselves about what convivial means? I mean, I feel like I have, I have the, the thought, the, the feeling in me, but I don't know. I can't think of the actual definition but it seems very fun and happy. And uh, let's see. Oh, we're very close to convivial. Um, and I will have to put a, a clip here. Here's, here's convivial. Uh, relating to, occupied with, or fond of feasting, drinking, and good company. It's all about the party. That's what it is. Dr- singing a song about partying. So yes, uh, They Might Be Giants have a song. Drink, drink. We know I can't remember the words. I'll put in a clip. Let's drink, drink. This town is so great. Drink, 
That I think it's a it's a perfect drinking song because it's a song about drinking. Although if I remember correctly, the lyrics are something else. I don't know. I, I'll have to put a link to the lyrics as well because it's they might be giants and so they like to play with things a little bit. The next word uh, uh, uh. we have finished with the drinking words and we are on our last word, which is drip, and we have three forms. Form number one for drip, D-R-I-P. Verb from before the 12th century, starting with transitive. One, to let fall in drops, as in a brush dripping paint. You hold the brush over your canvas and it just drips, drips, drips. You got to get your brush real coated in paint if you want it to drip. Two, to let out or seem to spill copiously, as in her for- <laughs> her voice dripping sarcasm, or you could also say dripping with sarcasm. So the sarcasm is just spilling copiously out of her voice. Oh, that's such a great image. Um, hmm, dripping with sarcasm. Oh, there's another example, trees dripping Spanish moss. So this one is more literal uh, because the Spanish moss, I think, is growing on the tree, on the branches, and it grows down and hangs and drips from from the from the branches, dripping, spilling copiously. That's just a great phrase. Um, I do love it when sarcasm is dripping out of my mouth. Intransitive definitions number one a. To let fall drops of moisture or liquid, as in wet clothes dripping onto the floor. Ugh, get it, get stop, stop the dripping. We don't want them dripping on the floor. Can you like wring them out first, please? No drips on the floor. One B, to overflow with or as if with moisture, as in stories dripping with pop culture references. Overflowing. There are so many pop culture references in their stories. Also as in, this is, this is my favorite. Toast dripping with butter. I actually had a biscuit last night. Um, if you go way, way back, uh, there's the episode that aired on April 8th uh, with the word donut, and I had Oscar on that episode, and I bought some biscuits he made them specially for me and Sharon, and I bought some biscuits when I was done, and uh, it was either not that night, but the next night, last night, I had a biscuit, and I cut it in some some slices, I microwaved it, I don't have a toaster, well, I have a toaster, but not a toaster, anyway, I microwaved it, and I had it dripping with butter, because that's just how you gotta do it. I put some honey on there, too. Two, for the verb of drip, to fall in or as if in drops, as in let the excess drip off. Well, the excess of what? Not the butter. You can't let the excess butter drip off. Maybe paint. 
if you got if you dripping the paint from the brush onto the canvas the canvas and then you have too much paint on the canvas you got to let it drip off what else is excess that has to drip off um yeah, I can't think of anything. Number three, to waft or pass gently. That one's confusing to me. To waft or pass gently. I'm thinking of maybe a smell, an odor is passing gently, wafting through your nose, but you can call that drip, dripping? I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. Dripper is a noun. This is from... Oh, let's see. We're going back to Old English dropa, and that means drop. Uh, 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 uh. The second form of drip is a noun from 1664. One, a part of a, a part of a cornice or other member that projects to throw off rainwater. Throw off the rainwater. Also, an overlapping metal strip or an underneath groove for the same purpose. Hmm. So it's it's a thing that's going to let the water go off of the roof onto this thing called a drip, and so it, uh, it, it guides it away, I guess. Right? That's what it is. 2A. A falling in drops is a drip. A falling in drops? Falling in drops. I mean, the rain is falling. The rain keeps dripping on my head. I don't like it. Let's get rid of the excess. Not at all how that song goes. 2B. Liquid that falls, overflows, or is extruded in drops, as in a pan to catch drips. Maybe when you're cooking, you need, uh, I don't know, something underneath something else to catch the drips i feel like even though i don't i don't cook but i feel like i have heard of a a pan yeah if there's like maybe in like a toaster oven or an oven if something's going to drip down you want to have a pan to catch it so it doesn't go to the bottom of the oven so you can easily clean it out also you got to be careful if you're going to put a thing in an oven that might drip through the grates you know be careful with that three the sound made by or as if by falling drops. Like the sound effect I did a couple episodes ago that's like, I can't really do it very well. I have to flick my cheek at the same time to do it real good. Although I couldn't do that a couple episodes ago. I don't know why. Number four, a device for the administration of a fluid at a slow rate, especially into a vein. Also, a material so administered. So the thing, the liquid that you need to get into your veins when you got the IV going, uh, that is called a drip. But then it says the device also is called the drip, I guess, because usually you want it to be administered slowly maybe like um, a drip every second or every five seconds or something. And so they can adjust the machine to have it drip more quickly or more slowly depending on what the person needs. Give me the drip. Number five, a dull or unattractive person is a drip. 
Um, I, I, I sometimes would say that I myself is a, a drip. I'm a drip. I'm a drippy drip drip drip. I'm dripping all over the place. Um, okay, last word. I forgot my sound effect. The third form of drip. Actually, you know what? Wait, we should do an actual gulp sound because we're talking about drip. No, drink. Drink, that's the whole sound effect. And I have water here, so let's do an actual gulp sound. Well, there's, see, the thing is the gulp makes no sound. It's the, it's the drinking and everything that makes the sound. Mm-mm-mm. That was totally fake. Okay, the third form of drip, adjective from 1895. Of, relating to, or being coffee made by letting boiling water drip slowly through finely ground coffee. As in, drip coffee also is in a drip pot. This is, uh, you know, you, there's there's lots of ways to make coffee, but uh, in this one, you got. I think this is kind of the standard, like simple coffee maker. I don't make coffee really. I, I have it sometimes, but it's not using this method. Um, so this one, you put the coffee in the thing, and then there's a filter, and then there's the water, and then the water mixes with the coffee, and then it goes through the filter, and it's dripping, dripping, dripping into the the big old uh, the the pot, the thing. Um, what my parents have done for many years is the similar method, but they only make it one uh, cup at a time. And so they have that little contraption that sits on top of the mug, and then you put the filter in that thing, and then you put the coffee in there, and then you pour the in the hot water, and it drips directly into the mug instead of the coffee pot. So it's all drip coffee. Uh, there are, I feel like, what what did I hear that that's like, that method is maybe like the healthiest method or the best, highest quality method of coffee or something like that. I don't know. I might need to look into that and put a link in the show notes because there's something about the way that it does its process. It's it's good, high quality or something. Okay, so you know what? We now have to pick a word of the episode. We had drink, drink, Drinkable, drinkable, drink driving, drinker, drinking fountain, drinking song, drip, drip, drip. All great words. I think I will pick drinking song as the word of the episode because it's a song and maybe I can uh, sing something about drinking song in in the theme of a drinking song. We're singing a drinking song. Oh, yes, we're singing a drinking song. It's so much fun to sing a drinking song. We're all together partying. Drinking song, drinking song. Let's all sing a drinking song. All right. It wasn't that great, but it was fine. That's going to be the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening still. Do all the things in the show notes, subscribe, share, rate, review, Patreon, merchandise, email, social media, Google Voice number. Okay, thank you. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.